the king Isaac said something, and it was the same thing that was said that 2017 IPPC. And actually, it is stated in scripture, those three things. Let me begin from there. Second Chronicles chapter 15, 2009, I was texting with a friend. God woke me up at 1 a.m. You know, sometimes when you are sharing with people, all right, and maybe you tell them to come for a conference and they come to hear things like this, they are like, oh no, show us the way, show us the way. That's a very lazy thing. You can see somebody who is not ready to make impact. You know why? Because it's like saying there's a math uh, mathematical equ equation being solved. You say, just give me the answer, just give me the answer. No, when the person who wants to teach you starts with, okay, so it begins with 2x plus y. Oh, just give me the answer. But the person is telling you 2x plus y so that when he leaves you, come on, so that when he leaves you, you'll be able to do what? To work the formula yourself. So there's no other way than to teach you these things again. Because sometimes you tell people, go and read a book, go and listen to a tape. They think you are telling them something that is not realistic. It's like going to school. Going to school is not to really give you a certificate. Go to, going to school is to help you to know how to learn. So when you know how to learn, you'll be able to learn some other things. You see? Like, for example, Eric yesterday was talking about, um, he read on YouTube, he was learning from, if you didn't go to school, you will not know how to learn from YouTube. So going to school really was not to really give you a certificate. It's to teach you how to learn. Because the learning goes on. So the nuggets and the things, the practical things that you are being taught here, they are learning, take them because they are true. They are real. So yesterday, what Isaac said, which was actually um, the, the esteemed CC, uh, the Sekjen, Pastor K, said, which is three things he said, the Spirit of God, the Word of God, and our man of God. Now, in verse 3, you see something. Now, this was an anomaly in Israel at the time. They needed a revival. They needed God to come through. The three things that were missing in Israel at the time, and they needed to restore these things. He said, for a long season, Israel had been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without law. So these three things were missing there, and Israel was on the other side. They were on the wrong side. And what the scripture says is that for a long season, Israel had been without the true God. To put this in context, we say the true God, is he talking about the Holy Spirit? Yes. But when we put it in context, when we go to verse 1, you see the revelation of the Spirit of God there. Go to verse 1. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Moded. So in verse 3, he's talking about the true God. He's talking about the Spirit of God. So he says, for a long time in Israel, Israel, for a long season, Israel had been without one, the true God, without the Holy Spirit. Then he says, and without a teaching priest, without a man of God. Then the third thing, without law or the word of God. So the word of God, the spirit of God, and your man of God. I'm so happy that all the facilitators, of course, they, they, they've been with pastor and that's exactly what they do. It's, the, it's not even a, a secret. All the facilitators came, came here and they were talking about pastor. They were just talking about pastor. Because, you know, it, when you are when you are a child and you have not faced war before, you don't know the essence of a father. When you are a child, you have not faced war before. You don't know the essence of a father. You will think, oh, we will do it. We can do it. We can do it. When you go 
and you go and see some things, then you know that <laughs> man past man. So sometimes you will find those at the top rather being more reverent. I mean, you will see one guy who has not even figured out his life insulting pastors, yet the president of a country is calling a pastor. Think about it. You see one small guy who has, he's yet to even figure out his purpose. All these pastors of today, he's not even done anything with his life. Then you see a president of a country, you think the president doesn't know your so-called woke culture? The spirit of God, the word of God, and your man of God. Let's look at something, some, some wonders of a man in Second um, Chronicles chapter, I said in, uh, in 2009, I was preaching with a friend. God woke me up at 1 a.m. My friend was not around at the time, and God said, read the whole of First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, First Kings, Second Kings. I began to read that night, that dawn. I finished everything by morning. I saw something. I learned something. I knew where God was taking me. I knew there was kingship in my future. That's why God was asking me to read it. I read about the kings. I saw the mistakes they made. I saw where I was going and I saw what God was expecting of me. There are some of the things I read that were the mistakes of some of the kings. On my journey, I made the same mistakes, even though I read them. So sometimes there are some things you cry to God and pray to God for that God is not giving you. You'll be thinking, oh, God, is, God should just give it to you. You would disappoint yourself. Second Chronicles chapter 25, we're looking at a man that the Bible talks about, Uzziah, and we're going to see some key things, principles in the word of God concerning the man. Second Chronicles chapter 26, sorry, chapter 26. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old. Come on. The guy became king at 16. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. Pursue. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after that the, after that the king slept with his fathers. Verse 3. 16 years old is being repeated again. That means this was significant in scripture. That the guy became king when he was young. First thing to note there, God does not have a problem making you great when you are young. There are just some challenges that are, that are with it. So if you can take out the challenges, you'll see what Uzziah saw. So he says, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was also Jecolia of Jerusalem. He reigned 52 years, so from age 16. Verse 4, and he did that, what, uh, that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. So now they're going to tell us what he did right, and you, we're going to see some things. Verse 5, this is how this man became a great man. He became a very great king. You're going to see, okay, before we come to verse 5, we're going to see what happened to him in verse 15. Look at verse 15. So we'll now take up, how did he get there? Verse 15. And he made the Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the tower, towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad. Look at this. For he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Till he was strong. So this guy was marvelously helped. He became a very strong person. How did he get there? He became king at 16. How did he get to this place where the Bible says that he was marvelously helped till he was strong? So we'll go to verse 5. Then we see the very steps that he took. Verse 5. I like steps in scripture because they don't fail. 
Number one, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding of the vision of God, and as long as he sought God, God made him to prosper. He sought God, the man was passionate about God. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. Two things you see there. Number one, he sought God. And he didn't just see God just walking around in the days of his man of God. His man of God was Zechariah. The Bible says that he sought God in the days of Zechariah, which means, and, and the Bible says that Zechariah had understanding in the visions of God. So the guy was listening to his man of God. Number one, he was a prayerful person. He sought God. That's what, that, that, that's what it means. It was a prayer. I mean, he, he, he had respect for God. He had respect for God. He sought God, not just sought God, in the days of Zechariah. In the days of his man of God, who had, yesterday when, when, when um, the uh, governor was talking, he was saying, there are some things you are unable to do. God makes your man of God able to do it. All right? And gives him understanding of even the scriptures. When God is talking to a man, when God is talking to a man, there are two things God considers when he wants to tell a man something. God doesn't just speak. So when God is giving pastor revelation, God is giving your pastor revelation, it's not because God just wants to talk or give some revelation. Because sometimes I've, 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 I've noticed it, sometimes I could just be sitting down, I'm not praying, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fasting, I'm not doing anything that should make me receive a revelation. Then I'll just be sitting down, probably maybe eating or walking. Then God speaks to me. He opens something to me. When God is talking to a man, there are two things he considers. When God is talking to a man, two things he considers. Number one, he considers the future of the person. Then number two, he considers who else listens to the person. You see this in the book of Genesis. We'll come back to Uzziah. Verse 17, Genesis 18, verse 17. God says, and the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? That means God is about to reveal something to Abraham. He said, I'm not going to hide something that I'm doing. He said, shall I hide from Abraham that which I do? He said, I'm not going to hide what I'm going to do from Abraham. Why? Why? Why is he not going to hide it? That means he's going to reveal it to him. Why is he not going to? He said, seeing that, number one, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. So one, I will tell him because of his future. Number two, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. That means there are people who are going to be listening to him. So there are times you'll be sitting down and when God is talking to you, he's not talking to you because he doesn't want to talk to you. He's talking to you because, talking to you because anything he tells you, your members will hear. That's, that's the parameter by which God talks to his men of God. If God gives a revelation to pastor, if we go for a zonal meeting, we will all hear it. So when God was talking to him, he was not considering just him, he was considering all of us. So when Uzziah, first of all, how he started off his work is that he sought God. A young man should see God. A young man should see God. Don't listen to everything they are telling you out there that, oh, you don't need, you know, prayer to, you know, do anything, to be anything. Leave, leave those things, put them somewhere. We are talking about success God's way. You will need to see God. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. So he sought God in the days of his man of God. And he says, as long as he sought God, God made him to prosper. So number one, point number one, he sought God. He sought God. Point number two, verse six. And he went for the war against Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabneh and the wall of Ashdod and build cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. What happened? At this time, the guy is not only passionate about God, he's not only praying, he's not only coming to church, the guy now begins to prosecute kingdom agenda. 
Now he's involved in giving now. He's involved in soul winning now. He's not only seeking God as in praying and getting direction. No, he's not just coming to church. The guy is now active. He's an active cell leader. You heard them say yesterday, my fellowship, Deacon, Deacon, who is a partner? I will say, I'll say the way he said it. Deacon, who is a partner? He's a fellowship leader. He said, because we have started a pencil business, you cannot handle the two. <laughs> is it because of um, uh, 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 Pastor, my pencil business, we have a shipment coming? Governor is a fellowship leader. He has members. <laughs> he has members. You know, Pastor, um, the reason of late, um, I'm not able to really come for services. Um, my business, I'm trying to know how to balance my business and the sale. Sell. I've seen governor's members. But you are selling chain. You said that we should not give you any assignment again. <laughs> he warred against the Philistines. He went forth and warred. I mean, they were not even coming to attack him. The guy started the attack on the enemy. He went, started show winning, started a church, started something. The guy was doing something for God. He was not prosecuting kingdom agenda. The guy was active in the house of God. I know yesterday, uh, they, they didn't tell you that they are cell leaders and fellowship leaders. We, they go for fellowship meeting. I'm sure when they come, they'll come and tell you maybe the days they go for fellowship meeting. I'm not, they go for fellowship meeting. But Tavona said that Deacon is his fellowship leader. Leading people in the house of God and prosecuting kingdom agenda is not a youthful thing. It's not a youthful thing. It's your life mission. After the guy was passionate for God, the next thing he did was what? He now took his war seriously. He's now prosecuting kingdom agenda. You don't leave that. You don't stop that. Verse 7. When he did these two things, something helped him. What happened? Let's read the first three words. The first three words. And God helped him against the Philistines and the Arabians that dwelt in Gobal and the Mehunims. Hey, God helped him. So this guy now began to experience the help of God because of these first two things that he was doing. These first two things ended him up in God's help. The man was now helped of God. God helped him. God helped him. Why? Because the guy sought God. And two, he prosecuted the agenda of God. I'll give you the first point and the second point. God helped him. Never abandon what you do in the house of God. God helped him. Point number three, verse eight. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah. Now at this point, the guy started becoming influential. They gave gifts to Uzziah. And his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt. For he strengthened himself exceedingly. The third one, he now... After God helped him, he did, not step, he did not stay there. He now started investing in himself. Now, remember when I started, I said, by verse 15, he was marvelously helped. It's different from God helped him. So when he did the first two, it was not enough. God helped him. But now, he had to take some extra steps so that he could get to that other point of he was marvelously helped of God. The third point, that he began to invest in himself. When God starts helping you, don't close your books. When God starts helping you, you don't stop learning. Because he's helping you, you are putting in more work. Some people think grace is a, a ticket to laziness. No, grace should rather make you work harder. Because if I am told that if I put in thousand, 
I will get 10,000. Then I will put in 1 million so I can get 10 million. That's how grace works. So because there is grace, we work hard. You know, we work harder because of grace. Grace doesn't excuse us to be lazy. Now, he, he sought God. He now prosecuted kingdom agenda. When he saw how things were going, the third thing that he now began to invest in himself. He began to invest in himself. He began to read books. Now, I've told you before. I said, <laughs> yesterday one of the youth pastors said, when he listens to the facilitators, he said, he just realized that so this is not luck. <laughs> It's not luck. It's not luck. They are not lucky. I can attribute a lot of what I do to the grace of God. But I can tell you the truth. My head is always in the Bible. Always learning. Always learning. As I'm standing, I can speak Hebrew. I can speak Hebrew. I didn't go to school for Hebrew. How it came in, the first, the first thing that came in with it is something um, different. That's a supernatural thing. But to understand the grammar and everything of Hebrew and to be able to read the writings and read the Hebrew Bible, I was taking a car twice a week to a certain member in this church. Their father was a Hebrew teacher. I was going to a house twice every week, sitting down in the member's house. My member, I was sitting down in my member's house. The father would be teaching me Hebrew. So when I, when I start teaching, and sometimes I veer off into Hebrew, and I begin to bring out the mystics of Hebrew, when I was teaching Jesus Sunday, and I was bringing out all those things, if I didn't understand Hebrew, I can't bring out those things. So aside the grace of God that works with me, if you put me on a table where knowledgeable men of God sit, I will never be quiet. Or I can be quiet, I can choose to be quiet. But I, if, I will not be quiet because I don't know anything. What can I say? That if they put you, because some people, say, grace, 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 they put them somewhere, I don't know anything. No, when they, put, when they put me on a table where knowledgeable men of God are sitting, I will not know, not know anything. So I thank God. He strengthened himself exceedingly. Because there are some place, there are some grace you are asking for. If God puts you over there, you embarrass yourself. Oh God, oh God, take me to this level. Take me to there. You will get there and you realize that they're asking questions about some things and you are, you are embarrassed. God doesn't want to embarrass you too. So you pray and you never get there. <laughs> you, you understand? So you invest in yourself. So the third thing Uzziah did was now he now invested in himself. Be a master of your field. Be a master of your field. Gospel was sharing with me uh, the last time. I told Gospel, I said, Gospel. <laughs> I said, you were telling them, know your value, know your value. Meanwhile, you, two, you were sitting behind laptop, watching videos from dusk to dawn. I said, tell them that one. When you, when you watch gospel's work, no wonder BBC called him. It's not any fluke, um, uh, grace, you understand? Even though the grace of God pushed him there, but when you watch his work, you, when you watch the work, you tell no, this guy, is, his work is international worthy. You say you're into videography. But funerals, <laughs> point number four, point number four. Oh, I mean, no disrespect to anybody who has been <laughs> into <laughs> number four. <laughs> number four, next verse. Next verse. And he built towers in the desert. No, verse nine. 
verse 9, because we're reading, we're reading 8. 9. <laughs> verse 9. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. What is the meaning of this? Now, at that time, the king, when you see um, 2 Chronicles 25, you'll see that the king at the time, that's verse 33, he made um, the, the, those particular towers at the gates, the corner gate, the valley gates, all right? And Joash, all right, took him as the king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of, brought him to Jerusalem and break down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate and 400 cubits. So you can see that the king before destroyed those gates, those towers at the gates. What are those towers for? Those towers were for the defense of Israel. All right? So in the moment the guy came, he sought God. God began to make to prosper. Now he starts seeing small, small results. Then the next thing he does is what? What was the next thing he did after he sought God? He's now engaged in kingdom agenda now. He's going for cell meeting. He's doing something. He's now passionate for God. He's winning souls consistently. Then God began to make him to prosper. And the next thing he did what? He now is strengthened or invested in himself. Then the fourth one is that he now began to build defense. Why? Because when you start seeing prosperity, that's what Dickie was talking about yesterday about survival. You need to now start building defense. Because now small, small prosperity is coming. You have to start building defense. There are two things that are a defense. Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. You become wiser. You become wiser. When you are doing international transfer, you have to understand what to do. You have to understand money laundering. You have to understand all those things. Because you can be very born again and carry $30,000 in your pocket and you are crossing immigration and you don't declare it. You can be in trouble. And you'll be calling me. I'll be sleeping. You now begin to build defense. You now begin to understand how Ghana's system works. What can you be imprisoned for? The king before this guy brought down the wall. Now, he could have said, let's continue. No attack has come. No, you need to start building defense. The moment the pneumatic case started, I was with pastor. pastor said, do you have a church office? I said, no. pastor said, say, you must have an office. That is a defense. That is a defense. Before, I had not thought of it. When I started doing it, I said, didn't I do this a long time ago? You start building a defense. The Bible says, true wisdom is a house builded. Anytime you see anything in the Bible build, it is wisdom. He began to build towers. These defense towers that were at these three gates, Israel's defense, they were taken down. When he became king, he began to build them and he said, and fortify them. Defense. You need to now start building defense. The first one will be wisdom. You have to understand how the system is. See, no matter your fasting and prayers, if your bank statement is not correct, you will not travel to some countries. Not everything is shouting, no. Not everything is shouting. So you begin to build bank statements. Not because you will need it to do anything, personally, but you will need it as a defense for some things. So there are some things... You know, you, you, you cannot stand on social media and say, oh, we made uh, $500,000. Where did you pay the tax? Who did you pay the tax to? Bring it out. Did you see, did you hear the story of that pastor whose daughter married and their friends brought a dummy check of, we are giving you $1 million. GRA went to look for them. 
Until the pastor came out and said it's by faith. <laughs> you build defense. <laughs> uh, you don't tax mate. <laughs> you build what? A defense. Two, two defenses you build spiritual defense and a physical defense. When you begin to prosper, you pray more. You pray more. The Bible talks about the children of Israel. He said, he increased them and made them stronger than their enemies. Because when you increase, you will start having enemies. I told you before, I said, many years ago, I didn't believe in people have enemies. People have enemies. I didn't believe that thing. I now realized that enemies are actually real. There are some people, the moment they start seeing that you are making money, they want to frame you in a certain way. You know, so you have to become aware. When Jesus said that he has sent us as sheep among wolves, it's a real statement. I've told you before, I said, most of you, most of you, you've not seen evil before. Why? Because you grew up in church. So you've never seen, like, church. What's the worst somebody can do to you in church? It's gossip. <laughs> and you know, boys, we don't really do those kind of things. So somebody said that this one has done something, this one has gone to hold this one's waist, and this one, you know, those kind of, those are the things you will be seeing in church. That's like, ah, you spoke against me, you are my enemy. Those are the height of the haters. Outside, there is voodoo. You understand? To the person who is not born again, for example, 2011, I had a member, I was a fellowship leader. I had a member. You know how the member's mother died? She was elevated to be, I think, the topmost person at the ACCA for, for chartered accountants or so. There was a man who wanted to be, but she was promoted. The man went to drop a black rubber, something. The woman sat on the seat that day, she paralyzed. The next day, she died. That lady stopped coming to church. She said all her prayers, God could not save the mother. So he increased them and made them stronger than them. So you build spiritual defense. You become more and more spiritually minded. Then you build a physical defense. You begin to know what are the loopholes that can sink you. you begin to build physical defense. Bank statement. Have, you know, have put in structures that can help you as a person survive in the system. Fifth point. Is that seven points? So I'll finish the bit. Fifth point. Interesting one. Verse 10. Also, he built towers in the desert and dig many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and the plains. Husbandmen also, and vine dresses, the mountains, and in, and in Camel, for he loved husbandry. Now, the guy now enters into business. He's a kino. He now enters into business. Where does he start from? It's not compulsory to start from there. But most of the time, people com, com, um, confuse these things. Now, the guy starts from his passion. Remember, the Bible says that, for he loved husbandry. So he starts from what he loves. But he doesn't end with what he loves. Because there's a difference between getting money from your passion and being money smart. Because we have seen many boxers who took millions of dollars and became broke after 10 years. Many footballers, because they will stop playing the football at a, at a point. So all the money they made within the 10 years they were playing, if they were not money smart with it, they would not be rich. But this is where he starts. He starts with what he loved. So what did he get into? He get into, oh, animal. He said he loved husband. He loved to see animals. So he started with that. Less stress. If you are talented in doing something, and that is what is going to start bringing in the cash flow, it is not for you to spend. Because that money, God says something to me. One time, I was combing my hair, to be precise. 
He said, money has no feelings. Ah. <laughs> God said, money has no feelings. Another thing he said to me, he said, if, he said, any business that they have to explain a lot for you to understand how to make the profit is not for you. And now, if you take this thing to Jamaica, Jamaica, the president will hold it. When he holds it, it will now pass to the ceiling. And I don't understand it. If I don't understand it, I can't track it. I can't track it. I can't follow it. You love husbandry. You start the one you can understand. Start the one you know. Start the one you can understand. As you are going on, you are learning more. You are understanding more. You are doing more. So you start from the one you understand, from the one you love. You love husbandry. So now the guy gets into business. So, very, very smart guy. He gets into business because he built a house in the desert, then dig many wells. Those times, they are wells. It's how they keep water. So, supply is coming from God, but they are keeping it in the wells. Supply is coming from God, but they are... So, dig many wells is what? Accounts. What if you don't have bank accounts? And you are praying. No problem. God, they, God will come and leave the money in front of your door. You have to have a bank account. Or accounts. If you are going to marry in five years' time, you can start saving one once. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes it's it's good to make such 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 moves. Okay, this account is for this. This account is for that. This account is for this. I save this kind of money here. One one person who is very smart with that is Eric. Very smart. I like his sense of money. He has accounts for everything. He puts money here. Puts money here. There are some monies he does not touch. I learned this thing from Pastor. Reverend Tom said the same thing. I learned it from Pastor. Pastor said, hmm, there are some accountants. See, hold him, shake him, turn him aside, <laughs> turn him upside down. Money will never come out of that account. Some other people do it this way. Even though it is one or two accounts they have, they have a figure that they, that figure is zero to them, like 30,000. That 30,000 is zero to them. So if they had 200,000 and they had to do something, buy something, do something, build something, they come to 31,000. They know in their mind it's left 1,000. You cannot, you cannot charm them. <laughs> so, that, so these are things that, so he dig wells, he built towers, he dig wells. For he had much cattle, both in the low country and the plains. Husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and, camel, and, and in camel, for he loved husbandry. Okay, verse 11. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of the accounts, by the hand of Jael, the scribe, and Messiah, the ruler, under the hand of Nehananiah. Why all these details? Structures. Why all these details? They didn't have to tell us. I said, oh, he had a band of fighting men. They were fighting. No, he was, he's telling us specifically that Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands. They went in, in, in bands. They went in, I don't, know where, I don't know where for band days. They went out in companies. Give me the NIV. Uzziah had a well-trained army ready to go out by divisions. Another saying divisions. Another person say that went out by companies. That went out by division. So the, the army is not just going out to fight. He has structures. We put this here. We put that here. We put this here. We put that here. They went out by companies. They went out by bands. They went out by divisions. That's how they were going for war. He had structures. Clear structure and strategy. The scribe and Messiah, the ruler. Okay, verse 12. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of Valor were 2,600. So clear cut structure. The number. This is the number. There's... You can see clear numbering. These are the number of, 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 of army men. These are the number of staff. These are the number. Are you seeing it? 
Are you seeing it? Clear structure. Verse 14, and Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and helmets and habijons and bows and slings to cast stones. The last point, because structures is, verse, is, is number six. Because number five was he started a business. Then he put in structures in number six. Structures, numbering. This number of people are here. This number of people are doing this. This one is supposed to do this. This one is supposed to do that. But Tavano was telling us yesterday that that's... I've read a lot, but I've never seen that thing before. If it is urgent and important, I was really, I, I learned a lot from that thing. As I said, it's so true. Urgent and important, do it. Important, but not urgent, delegate. Urgent, but not important, schedule. Not urgent, not important, remove. <laughs> Eliminate. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the whole shields and spears and helmets and habitants and bows and slings and castles. Verse 15. We'll end with there. And he made Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers upon the bulwark to shoot arrows and great stones without. And his name spread far abroad. What, did, what was it? Innovation. Innovations. New, thing, new ways to do it. There were new ways to do it now. He's, those times they don't fight like that. But he made engines. God blessed him with wisdom. He was bringing in innovations, innovations in the business. So every time they are scaling, every time they are scaling, every time they are scaling, they are going to the next level. There is no information that is not in scripture. Innovations. He now begins to add innovations. Now when he did this, now you will see at the end, for he was marvelously helped. So the first one was he was helped. By the time he added this one, he was marvelously helped. You see, it enhanced, it enhanced the anointing. It, all these things enhance the anointing. Because there are some people, their they pastor will pray for them, put his hand in their eyes. They can only do to the level that they have prepared themselves for. What's the point one? He sought God. What's the point two? Come again. The third one, he invested himself. The fourth one, he built defenses. The fifth one, he started businesses. The sixth one, he put in structures. The last one, and he now put in innovations. Now look at all these beautiful things that happened with this man, Uzziah. Something destroyed him. Verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. His attitude destroyed everything he has done. Careful when God starts lifting you. Careful when God starts lifting you. There was a brother I prayed for in this church when we were at Best Westing. And he got a job. When he got the job, later when I called him, he cut my call. When we moved in here, he had lost the job. He had come back to zero. He came to cry. It didn't have to happen. His attitude gave him away. The higher I find myself going, the more humble I become. The higher I find myself going, the more humble I become. The higher I find myself going, the more humble I become. His attitude. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God. The first one, you have to know your attitude toward God. There are three places you direct your attitude as a man. Your one, your first attitude toward God, it is not, it is not stupid, it is not foolish to cry in prayer, to cry, in worship, it is not, not a manly thing. Because some people think, oh, to be a man, don't. I mean, it was so beautiful when I saw all of you worshipping. It is important. You, there's an attitude toward God. Broken before God, whether you are a man, you, are, no, you have to learn to be broken before God and know your times of vulnerability with God. Your prayer times. There are times, you know, uh, I think my, my birthday three years, three, four years ago, I called Dickin. 
The moment I called the king, I said, the king, today is my birthday. I want us to pray. The king began to pray. We were praying for the next 30 minutes. Sometimes you see the king crying. I mean, the king is too. I mean, crying, praying, crying, worshiping, crying. You have to have an attitude towards God. One time I preached on, 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 three, on three men. And the thing that made them stand out in the Bible. Oh, Abraham, his attitude towards God was obedience. As a man, as a young man, cultivate this thing that if God does not speak, you don't move. And if God speaks, everybody should get away. You cultivate this thing. Your man of God has asked you to do something, that is the way to go. God has told you to start a certain business, that is the way to go. The obedience of Abraham, he came out of his father's house, not knowing where he's going. The obedience of Abraham, that is what made him stand out in his life. It was different with David. David did not require obedience to stand out. David, what made him stand out in his life was his passion. The obedience of Abraham, the passion of David. David is the one who will pray and cry and sing songs and psalms unto God. The passion of David, he was passionate about God. So there's an attitude of one, obedience. Obedience has nothing to do with feelings and emotions. But David was able to uh, um, use his emotions to find a way with God. The passion of David, he was passionate about God. The third person who found a way with God was Jacob. How? His contention. The contention of Jacob. How he met God someday and said, if you don't let me, if you don't, if you don't bless me, I'll not let you go. His contention. He said, this is the generation in Psalm 24. This is the generation that seek thy face, O God of Jacob. Contention. Your prayer. Your prayer life. Your prayer life. You want your business to move to the level, another level, you should go. sometimes go somewhere. Contend in the spirit. Praying and fasting. It is not a kick. It's still working. That is how I change level. After a while, when I see that I want to move to another level, I'm not seeing that, I'll just leave everybody, I'll just leave everything, carry my thing, go somewhere. Three days, four days, I'll be back. Things have changed. Your attitude towards God. Very important. Very important. If you don't know how to cry, go and learn how to cry because today I taught on crying. I taught on crying. Go and learn how to cry. As a man, when you are praying, you should be able to cry. Don't say people will see me, ah, as a man, I'm crying. No. And let it be with you. You know, some things are beautiful. Some things are beautiful. One time, I was, I was, I was in a program and Natalabasu was singing. There was a man behind me holding his child. A big man. I heard he was head of petroleum something. So he was behind me with his uh, santo. Yes. So, you know, big men, they have that kind of... I might, I might be moving there soon. You know? <laughs> no, because... 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 What has my head done for me? That's just by the way. Now, the man was sitting beside, behind me, holding his son, and the person was worshipping. I know a God who's merciful and kind. This big man behind me, all I heard was, yeah, yeah, then he sat on the floor. Yeah. I had to ask God for tears. <laughs> because I have not, if this big man is crying, why is he crying? Oh, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Big man with his son. How beautiful it is for his son to see him crying before God. It will never leave the son's mind. Till today, I remember how my dad used to pray many years ago. Till today, that's how I still pray. I remember when I was a kid, he would lie in the sofa. He would be praying, he would be shaking his leg. I didn't know that the thing has entered me. When I got born, guys, I noticed that I also pray like that. Praying for long hours was not a big deal for me because I, I, I saw my dad do it. I saw my dad do it when he comes home from 12 to 4, he's praying. From 12 to 4, he's praying. So praying for long hours was not a problem for me. Something entered me. 
you as you are growing like this, you know, a lot of the time when it comes to marriage, those things, they train the lady small. Who should they be training more? It's the men, because the men are supposed to lead. The man who's, who's supposed to lead the house is not being trained. The woman is being trained. Always chaos. Because the man wants to lead just anywhere. It is a good thing for, for, you know, some of you are married here, some of you are not, you know, but I mean, we're all getting there, you know. <laughs> uh, yes, Papa. <laughs> you know, as we are getting there like this, there are some things your children should see you doing. Like lying prostrate on the ground before God. They should see it. And see, ah, daddy, our superman is lying before God. Who is he lying before? God. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. <laughs> there are some things that you see you doing. Ah, how, how a beautiful thing that child was seeing over there. The man, big man, when he finished, he carried his car key and went into his car. When I saw the car, I said, no wonder. <laughs> I was crying behind me. I love you, Jesus. Hey, hey. Attitude towards God. When you come to church, don't act big man and that you are not worshiping. Not lifting your hands. Big man. When they, are, when they are praying, you pray. When they are praying, you pray. When they are fasting, you fast. That's a man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jesus. Your attitude towards God. Your attitude towards every other person. Because, number one, this man, Uzziah, go back there, he transgressed against the Lord. Not only did he transgress against the Lord, he transgressed against the priest. So now his relationship with other people now, it was, was a problem. He said, went to the temple of the Lord, burned incense upon the altar of incense, verse 17. And Isaiah the priest went in after him, and with, and with him first called priests of the Lord that were valiant men. I mean, these guys went to go and stop him that what you are doing is wrong. He had now contention with the priest. Your attitude to every other person. See, let me tell you. Remove all those village, village mindset about men. It's village. It's from the village. That, you know, you, a man cannot say sorry, cannot, you know. No, no, remove all those things. A man formed after the character of Christ, that man should be able to say sorry. That man should be able to say, oh, what I did was a mistake. Oh, sorry, I'll not do it again. That man should be able to say, you know, I want peace in this place. So I would rather step back from this thing. You don't have to prove it. I'm going to show. I'm going to show you that I'm a man. It's a village from the village. It's from the village. We're always worrying the ladies about emotional intelligence. We also need ego intelligence. Should be able to say, no, this thing, I, I was wrong. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not, it's wrong. This is wrong. The man refused. This guy, Uzzah, that God had helped, he refused to say he was wrong. A man should be full of love. Jesus was an affectionate person. There were times he cried. I mean, if, if Jesus was not an affectionate person who was holding and, you know, affectionately affectionate people, how would Judas feel comfortable to go and kiss him? You understand? Of course, Judas can't try that in today's days. What's going I'll sound you. <laughs> you know, be full of love. That you're a man doesn't mean that you cannot be full of love. I saw a video. A man was uh, being videoed by his daughters. Daddy, we love you. Daddy, we love you. He, he didn't mind anybody. He was just bribing. Daddy, look into the camera. <laughs> we have to move forward. The, and, and you know what? The man actually loves the daughter, so he actually really loves the daughter. But he, he can't show it. The, the, the system, the, the society has made men cage in. They can't express themselves. But Jesus was not like that. Bible, Bible calls Jesus, uh, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. On the communion day, John was, the head was on his chest. Jesus was an affectionate person. It's not everything is pressing woman. It's not everything is pressing woman. 
You understand? <laughs> so, 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 the man is driving. He wants to show, he, he wishes he could have had a way to show his emotions to the daughter and say, I really love you to my daughters. But he can't say it. He will feel weak. He will feel weak. Your attitude toward God. Then your attitude toward your fellow men, other people, other people around you, your workmates. You can be full of love. You can still be principled. You can be full of love. You can love people and be principled. You can be firm, but still full of love. The last one, your attitude toward the opposite sex. I don't want to say yes, Papa, this time. <laughs> uh, your attitude toward the opposite sex. See, this one too is a village one. A woman is not another man. Have you ever witnessed childbirth? A man of God said something one day. He said, if men, all right, if how to give birth was like this. Women will give birth to one. Men will give birth to one. The man of God said, there will never be a third child. <laughs> Honor women. I had a band. I had a band years ago when I was more active in music. I had a band. And in the band, it was all boys' band. I, I, women used to annoy me. Because it's a boys' boys' band. When we close, everybody, hey, yeah, Charlie, we go see you. I like life easily. <laughs> If there's, is that soft life? If there's a woman inside, two women inside the band, and uh, she's not getting a car, everybody has to wait. <laughs> everybody has to wait. Then we have to wait, and she has to get. Then we have to. Uh, if it's boys, boy, Charlie, why in the past? In the past, uh, Charlie, I don't pass it. Hey. Easy life. You see, I used to dislike women. Not dislike, like they used to annoy me. Honestly, when we are doing something, ladies come around, I didn't, I didn't like it. When I was a fellowship leader, 80% boys. <laughs> I'm telling you, because the ladies, they can't come for all night. And their mother said their father, but the guys we call them, yo, ba, ba, ya, ba, ya, ba. when we finish, we look for banana, we eat, we go. <laughs> but you know, but the ladies, after the all night, you have to wait and be there. Charlie, it was too much stress for me. So I had a lot of because I used to call Monday all night, Friday all night. So the boys could come, but the ladies couldn't really come. So I didn't really like working with ladies. But when I started the church, the first year, I was still doing this boy scouting. Of the first year, maybe somewhere four months into the year, I was eating because I've been praying and fasting. Listen, I've been praying and fasting that I want the church to go. We were about 30 at Holiday Inn. I was, I was praying and fasting. So at this time, I've broken my fast and I'm still waiting for an answer from God. As I was eating, I saw a hand right on the wall Don't despise women. I was shocked that God was talking to me like this. I thought God would tell me, Fire, 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 fire fall on you. <laughs> I'm telling you, or God will tell me, I have given you a tongue of a fire. When you go, you speak, men shall come. God said, don't despise the women. Start putting them in places of influence. Start giving them opportunities. So when I heard that from God, I came back to, I came to church that, that time. I started putting women in some positions. I said, okay, you do this. You do that. I realized that I started achieving 
more than 10 times more than I was achieving with them. I said, oh, now where are all the young can tell me? <laughs> I started noticing that these people are a blessing to us. The way we relate with them. Learn to be a gentleman. Learn to be a gentleman. There are some things you will say, all right? You will say to a boy that you don't say to a girl. You have to be conscious that these ones, they receive information differently. <laughs> because there are some things you tell a boy's boy's person that you know, get ahead. <laughs> and and it's, it will sail for that day. Like, it's gone. You tell that to a lady, you don't get Me, I'm not get Become careful. Then, you learn some things. You learn some things. Of course, if you're married here, you know, sorry, um, <laughs> those of you who are married, there's nothing wrong with opening your car, the, the car door for your wife. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. When I was not pastoring, I was telling some, some pastors that do your church like this and do that. They said, I'm not a pastor, so I don't know. I told the man, I told the guy something. I said, it applies everywhere. If you get the theory right, you are very likely to get the practical right. So I base my knowledge on revelation. Not necessarily, I don't need to pass through it. Paul never married, yet he wrote everything about marriage that we are doing today. There are some things, they are village, they are from the village. Stop it. That a woman is your slave. Because some men feel entitled. Like, for example, some of you men, you can't stand up. Some of you guys here, and I've seen a couple of you do that. And it's very, very wrong. You can just hold the lady without her consent. And men sometimes feel entitled to the body of the ladies. What's that? No, 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 it's a serious matter. Don't feel entitled to any lady's body. You can just hold the lady's waist like that. Who kings? <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. There was one time a lady came. I don't know if you remember that service. It was the second service. And I wanted her to read the scripture. And I wanted to put my hand around her. I asked her in front of all of you that... Can I put my hand on your shoulder? And everybody was like, hey, like, who doesn't want Pastor Enoch to put his hand on your shoulder? But I said, I have to ask. Hey, thank you. I have to ask her. This is what pushes people into rape and other things. Rape, the penalty is 25 years. If you go inside at the time you are 25 years. <laughs> you get it? When the Bible talks about the wife, it said, giving honor to the wife. Giving honor to the wife. Today I read a scripture in the first service where God said that when a man marries, eh? Deuteronomy 22. Is it 22? Verse 4. Was it 22? 24. No. 24. He said, when a man had taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war. Neither shall he be charged with any business. But he shall be free at home one year and shall tear up his wife which he had taken. The, the, the guy who's married, he said he has a ministry. Ministry of making his wife laugh. I mean, you should see Dickin entry and his wife. Ah. <laughs> so the guy has to be learning how to crack jokes. If his jokes are not funny, he has to go invest in himself. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Things we have to know about the opposite sex. We have never experienced cramps. Respect women. 
respect women. If you respect them, you will not hate them. If you respect them, you be careful the kind of things you say. There are some people, they are boyfriends, yet they can order their girlfriend. You don't go out, sure. <laughs> All those things, they are from the village. Leave them, go and leave them in the village. You can bring things up for a reason. You can direct the family. A perfect idea of who a man is in the eyes of God. He directs the family. What God wants to do in the family, he gives it to the man. Read the Bible. Anytime, anytime God had a message for a family, he always went to the husband. Look at Zechariah. Before going to the wife, except the woman was single. And if a woman was married and, the, and God appeared to the woman, God would demand that the woman goes to speak to the husband. So the direction of the home. See the direction of the home given by God from the man. So the man has to have an ear that listens to God. Not find, using every opportunity. If, if, if your wife loves to cook and it's fine. If you also wanted to cook for you, I mean, those things are fine. They are between, but there's nothing wrong if you also go and cook. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. But you know, some, some, I mean, it's in the house of God that, you know, these minds are renewed. Because some people, it's slavery. The woman is in slavery. Your attitude towards God. Your attitude towards other people. Your attitude toward the opposite sex. God bless you.